lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf, filling out mock drafts leading up to the actual draft in April, filling out March Madness brackets that are going to be dumpster fires within the first weekend of the tournament here. But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a wash party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a game time mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Kulik Jr. That is me. Um, not with me, as always, at this point, Super Producer Brandon Newman, who will be joining us uh, in Media's Rest at some point. He is off being a father of two, which at times comes with specific duties. Here with me on a like very saying, special... Yama in my tama. <laughs> <laughs> Peak d- there are certain things that only enter your vocabulary once you become a dad. <laughs> when you've had convinced. multiple children, yeah. Yama in my tama's got to be one of them because we're all scratching our heads right now. <laughs> it's the Winnie the Pooh monocle meme where it's yummy, <laughs> yummy in my tummy, and then the monocle comes on and it's yama in tama. It's the galaxy brain. It's yes. the galaxy brain of... I don't get it. But go on. Speaking of memes, uh, back for an incredible edition of Wilder Wednesday, we have both Charlotte Wilder, our dear friend, and Golik and Smetty's very own Jessica Smetana joining us here right now off the looking glass. Also, where you can catch her with Kate Fagan back for another season, the Dan Lebitard show. Uh, Jess, how are we doing? I'm just, I I love being able to make fun of your dad on a forum where I know he'll never be able to find it and therefore listen to it. Yeah. And to be fair, like he'll get it secondhand. Like he's got a dealer through my mom who actually listens to the podcast. So she will give him this for him to, it's like the minutes. He's like the president. He gets handed notes every day. I know. I mean, usually I just say it to his face. So this, I, I, he'll, he'll hear it either way, but thanks. Thanks for, thanks for Yama and Mike Tom. I'm going to write that one down for when we record this week. (laughs) We offer a safe space here for things that we have all said to my father's face. Um, We have a great show today. As always, download, subscribe, rate, review, Gojo, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. And check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel. Um, We've got Lamar Jackson negotiating on Twitter with Adam Schefter, apparently. Um, A town completely changing their name to simp for Taylor Swift in a way that even weirds me out. And... uh, more Aaron Rodgers watch uh, that we have to get to as well. And uh, 
Well, I don't know. I guess we should probably start with a little bit of show business here because I need your guys' help with something. I sent you guys both a bracket. So it is, yes. we're on the cusp of March Madness right now. This podcast comes out Wednesday. The tournaments and everything get going on Thursday and the weekend starts. It's one of the best weekends ever. We thought we would do a little bit of extra fun on the side. And so we came up with our bracket appropriately titled Some Shining Moments. We wanted to take a look <laughs> that back feels right. and power rank the best moments from the last calendar year and pit them against each other in a March Madness style bracket. So we've got 32 teams representing 32 of the biggest moments from last year. We went through this process with the committee. We sourced a bunch of ideas here. We went through the seeding process and ultimately landed on a field of 32 that has already caused some controversy here in the group. Well, I have to tell you that I think this might be the most savagely seeded bracket I've ever seen in my entire life. There are a few matchups here where I'm like asking me to choose... I, I, are, are we get? Should we, are you diving into it? Are we doing this? So, so yeah, I want to. I'm going to lay out essentially what the regions look like for this bracket. I think for people, we're going to start the voting for this on Thursday. We're going to start the voting for it <laughs> on the day of the tournament. These are all going to be done via polls on Twitter. So this is going to require audience help in the vote for this. And we are just going to come back and tabulate it over the course of the NCAA tournaments. It's going to culminate right before Final Four weekend, and so we are going to do the mathing on that one but we just need everyone's help in the meantime so i know both of you have mentioned seeding to me individually so i feel <laughs> like there are some things that i'm going to take some heat for but i want to just i we're going to i'm going to go region by region and just ask you guys for your feedback starting with the north region so in the north region the seeding is as follows one through eight tom brady's retirement saga the number one seed to my mind, the number one overall seed in the tournament. Massive story. <laughs> happened twice. Like, what? Like, it's not even For the most important thing that's happened in the side of the bracket. Like, this, your seeding and the things that you chose are truly unhinged. Because they're not even all from 2022. Like, some of these things are from the first three months of 2023. No, Including so, and, Tom Brady retiring. And you know what? Also, also you, were compa- you were saying, you on this bracket, you have loss of Queen Elizabeth, Michael. <laughs> It's a moment. It was so again. No, I know, but you're you're sitting here being like the number one overall to me, and then it's like the queen of a thousand years dies. I, and again, listen. So Look, I, I guess, I'm not arguing. I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not. And saying you know you're what, wrong. Charlotte, you guys are actually helping me explain this better than I was explaining it. And so when I say moments, I mean sports. Pop culture, movies, music, anything that happened, something that went viral, anything around the world, anything that we saw pop up somewhere on the internet. And yes, they are all pitched and mismatched against each other throughout these. So they're not sorted by, hey, sports are going against sports. It's a little right. bit. It's everything everywhere all at once, so to speak. Um, what what seed is that? Is that even Did that even make it? No, it didn't. Oh so my god! Just, See, just, it's just but Top Gun Maverick is like a five seed or something. Top it's a Gun two? Maverick was a Jesus. more important movie this year. Last I, year. I, so, all right. So, to clarify that point too, I will say it is everything that from March of last year to March. <laughs> my of dog this year. is licking her butthole behind me right now. Don't look. I'm sorry. I'm moving my Willow, camera. Willow, no. It's going to get flagged um, on YouTube. Anyways, so, moving so on. So Jess, to, to clarify your point, it is everything from March of last year to March of this year. 
So okay. March of 2022. I got okay. That makes more sense. March of 2023. You didn't explain that to me. I didn't explain that to you. I didn't explain it well, which is why I'm glad I've got you guys to help me troubleshoot this here. Brandon can fix it in post. Um, and so. <laughs> The number one overall seed in the North region, Tom Brady retirement saga, going up against the number eight seed, the Aaron Judge home run chase. Um, the number three seed in that region, or somebody. Can I interrupt me. you already and yes. just say the Aaron run, the Aaron Judge home run chase interrupting college football was a bigger moment than the Aaron Judge home run chase in general. One hundred percent. I will. That's honestly part most of why I put it on there. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll encompass that all as one then. So, yeah. okay, Num- so, what, what what else num- do we have here? We have the two seed LeBron James passing Kareem for the NBA's all-time scoring title going up against Brock Purdy's rise <laughs> uh, in the NFL season with the 49ers. We have the three I like seed. that it just says Brock Purdy. It's not like Brock Purdy. It's just, I, I love how this whole thing is worded. This is like poetry to me. I know some of them are like <laughs> sentences. Some are like full clauses. Some are just names. Some are just like Brock Purdy. Weird events. Anyways. It's year one of a very suspect committee here. All of this error is built into the model. We're really fucking dumb. Um, <laughs> I love it. No, no, no. Don't change a thing. Do not change a thing, Mike. Uh, we've got the three seed in the North region, the Kelsey brothers and their entire year to explain <laughs> that one, everything they accomplished from SNL to the number one podcast in the world to going and appearing in the Super Bowl and one of them winning in it lines up as the three seed going up against the six seed Brooklyn Nets team implosion, which encompasses <laughs> Kyrie Irving and everything surrounding him, Kevin Durant leaving the two of them now playing for completely different teams and rounding out the North region. Number four is uh, the Lionel Messi versus Kylian Mbappe World Cup final going up against the Georgia Bulldogs going for back-to-back titles. This, uh, for no, the this, is, this is what I have the biggest problem with because you have Tom Brady, LeBron, oh. and the Kelsey brothers ahead of the biggest World Cup final matchup in the history of the human race. Uh, yeah, I'm... Um, it's I, America. That's- I don't know what to tell you. This is so Stugatz of you. Like (laughs) soccer hasn't had its moment yet in this country. The NFL's bigger. Moving on. I I I respect that. I guess. Jess, I agree. I agree with you. Looking back on it, if I had it to do over again, would probably swap that one with at least the Kelsey brothers. I don't know if I would (laughs) make it the two. The Kelsey brothers are ahead of the World Cup final. Like blows my mind. Listen, don't get me wrong. I think the World Cup final was the single best sporting event I watched in the last calendar year. It was incredible. Two of the biggest stars on the planet going up against each other. Both played their asses off. A billion people watched it. Like, maybe more. I do. do, Are you going off of like... 1.5 billion people watched it. I just Googled to to check myself. I'm in America. (laughs) Are you you going off of like the, the... the multiple different tentacles of of um like you got SNL, you had Donna Kelsey, you had the brother, you had the actual Superboy, you had the podcast. Did it feel like there was a wider umbrella of things you were encompassing with the Kelseys? Yes, absolutely. And also, like I guess that's the thing is part of this is accounting for what was a singular moment? What had some depth and breadth to it? What was... Okay, but the World Cup final encompassed like several centuries of history. I mean, did we watch several centuries of history unfold within the last year? No, we just watched one World Cup final. Oh, God. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> All right. 
Um, all right, so solid feedback already. Let's shift to the <laughs> East region. I think we all know that if it's, the voting's up to me, a four seed is making it to the final of this bracket. We're gonna Everybody find out loves if, an upset. We're going to find out if we have more Jess Matanas in the off, off, the audience than Stu Gatz's, and I have a feeling <laughs> the answer is going to disappoint Jess greatly. <laughs> uh, 100% Tom Brady is winning this bracket. Damn it. Uh, all right, in the East region, we start off with number one seed Taylor Swift Midnight Saga. So the album, the tour announcement, and the Ticketmaster debacle all wrapped okay. into one. Got number it. Okay. one seed, I think pretty unassailable as a one seed here. Now, I want to just go on record. I did not decide which region each category would be in. So the fact that Renaissance <laughs> is the two oh, seed God. in this region... I did not do that. Internet, Bayhive, please do not come for me. That wasn't my doing. But we've got number one seed uh, Taylor Swift Midnight Saga going up against number eight, the viral Wednesday Adams dance scene, late edition, TikTok friendly. Uh, you know, it was a it was like a last four in type entry there. That was probably the last seed in the tournament. You have I think two, Taylor old. Swift as a one seed in the same region as rihanna lizzo and beyonce just fyi and harry styles like did you not see the fallout of the grammys this year jess i didn't do this who did this i don't know tell brandon he is wrong someone who hates me so that's the one eight matchup number the two seven matchup is beyonce's renaissance at number two going up against corn kid which also feels terrible and unfair oh god this is a this is a one seed this is a bracket built to destroy you mike Honestly, you know what? Now that I'm looking at it, though, I realize... This is all music. Yeah, I was completely wrong about it being randomized, and they actually... <laughs> yeah. all off you the have category. sports? <laughs> Let's see, we've got sports, then we've got music, then the, we've got pop culture, like movie and TV, and then we have random yeah. shit. <laughs> like, I'm also excited includes- to get to the random shit region, because yeah. this yeah. is truly unhinged. The yeah. random shit region is chaos. All right, the East region... <laughs> I now realize is the music region <laughs> as Beyonce oh at the two going up Quid's Cord Kid at seven Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show at three going up against Lizzo playing James <laughs> Madison's crystal flute at six and then the four five matchup which I actually think is sneaky one of the toughest out there Taylor mm-hmm. Hawkins son playing the drums with the Foo Fighters at the memorial concert for his father going up against Harry Styles and his album release and all the ensuing hysteria there so got Charlotte what is your initial thought on the now music region and how difficult this looks so i would like to i would like to exclude myself from this entire narrative except to say that personally i actually think the easiest one for me is taylor hawkins son versus harry harry's house and i think it's taylor hawkins son i think that that like and that i guess it depends on what criteria are we going with are we going with the thing that like made just me cry the, the most criteria is just vibes. if, if it's just vibes then it's taylor hawkins son i saw i've watched that i've watched that video so many times and look i'm not saying i don't love harry but i mean like the rest of this is a mess the rest of this is an absolute mess mike <laughs> the rest the rest of this is very chaotic so i'm i'm looking forward to it jess any major qualms with that region other than i mean i have so much i have i don't have any minor qualms i only have major qualms What's the biggest one? Corn Kid as a seven is insane to me. 
Corn Kid should be at the very least ahead of Harry's house. I'm sorry. He wow. was an international sensation. I'm with you. Yeah. Wow. All right. Justice for Corn Kid. I wonder what he's <laughs> doing. Also, now. putting Corn Kid up against Double Beyonce corn. feels especially cruel. <laughs> Again, I didn't do the matchups. I just did the scene. No, I'm not saying I'm this is not directed at you. This is this is just like looking at this objectively. I know, I'm just doing it for posterity for when wrong. people want to burn me down. All right. All right, we're off to a rousing start. Two regions in and absolutely no support for what's going on here. <laughs> Sorry. So so let's go. <laughs> let's go to the uh let's go to the south region which Seems seems to loosely be music and television, but mostly, <laughs> mostly and movies. Yeah, it's it's a general the arts. We'll call it. <laughs> um, we've got the number one uh, overall seed going up. Uh, number one overall seed is the slap from the Oscars last year. Again, I think pretty unassailable one seed. Given that was a top five Twitter moment of all time, immediately. We recognized it in real time. It was phenomenal. Going up against the downfall of Kanye West, I'm very happy that this is the 1-8 because I am ready to be done with Kanye on this bracket as quickly as possible, yes. and I feel like that's going to do that. Um, the 2-7 matchup already received a lot of backlash from this one. Top Gun Maverick at number oh, two going up against J-Lo and Ben Affleck getting back together as the seven seed. Um, we've got the three seed, Stranger Things and Kate Bush uh, running up that hill. Uh, going on charting again because of the Stranger Things episode, going up against The Last of Us, episode three, the Frank and Bill episode with Nick Offerman, uh, one of the greatest love stories ever told. Um, Charlotte Wilder has dropped out. Charlotte here. hates this bracket so much. She's like, I gotta go. She's okay. I'll, I'll single-handedly roast it. All right, perfect. Uh, and to finish off that region, we've got the 4-5 matchup, number four seed, Don't Worry Darling Drama, going up against the number five seed, Cheryl Lee Ralph Emmy acceptance speech uh, oh, that, that she was... sang, which was incredible. Yeah, yeah, this is, I mean, these are all really random pop culture things, like you said, so I don't know how you pick a best one or, like, even rank them because like one's a movie one is a singular episode of a tv show and one is a song from a singular episode of a tv show um yeah no believe me i understand the complicated nature of yeah. this which it's one not- is this we're in we're still in the south region so in terms of biggest if, if we're going on biggest moments of the past calendar year it's hard to beat the one seed in this region yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh although i will say jimmy kimmel effectively did every corny joke you could possibly make about what happened last year at the Academy Awards during this year's Academy Awards. So I think it's fair to say that that topic is now no longer, there's nothing else anyone can say about it. Everything that could possibly be said has been said. Between that and Chris Rock's stand-up addressing it, we are definitely ready to be done with this. I have have one serious beef with the South region. With the arts and this is with definitely the, JLo related. Yes. Ben yeah. Affleck and JLo getting back together. How is that? How that's got, I mean, I that's gotta be at least a three seed. The Massachusetts intensifies. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I knew you would have a strong this opinion. This was about a that. this was a this was a country wide matter, but anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean listen, admittedly, if I'm grading myself. 
Jess, you're right. I probably influenced. I tried to knock down The Last of Us Episode 3. That moment hit me a lot harder. It's always tough with Prestige TV, too, because as we often hear, like one episode of The Big Bang Theory triples the viewership of any of these. So. <laughs> Seriously. You could have just gone th- with the entire first season of The Last of Us. It was so good. Uh, was fun fact, so that Episode 3 takes place in my hometown in Lincoln, Massachusetts. The Massachusetts wow. filmed in Alberta, Canada, Canada, which is why it doesn't look anything like. like I was going to say it looked very. I didn't realize you grew up in the mountains. Yeah, no, I did. There were streams. What was that like? <laughs> it's ten miles outside of Boston. Oh, all right. Let's round this thing off with the West Region, which is basically just a wild conglomeration of like shit. <laughs> I I really I think this was and other when I wrote this down in like the rough draft of potential categories. Um number 1 on this one, uh this is a deeply online side of things. Elon Musk buying Twitter and the ensuing fallout um hellish mostly, a lot of never bugs. Never ending never ending saga. It's awful, but it it's huge. So I am with uh, the one seed makes sense. Just like Tom Brady's retirement, really. These one seeds have a lot in common. Just Something that will never go away. Yes. What's what's dead Spain may never power. die. Going up against the eight seed cocaine bear, caked in reassency bias and covered in cocaine. I don't care. That one, that one I had a little bit. Which is also a movie time. just for the arts. Just for yeah, the arts yeah. bracket. <laughs> no, this is just the bear. This isn't the movie. This oh. is the actual cocaine bear. Yes. Okay, so, never mind. I stand this is the celebrity. This is the celebrity internet bracket. Yeah, got it, got it, got it. The actual yeah. bear itself. Um, mm-hmm. The two seed, uh, seven seed matchup is the chat GPT and general AI revolution <laughs> that's going to end the world. Going up against the seven seed, Adam Levine's very cringeworthy um, DMs. Oh, how was that? I forgot about that. But now that you're saying it. Woof. Yeah, so fucking Also, hot. could have maybe been in the music section, but I digress. <laughs> I, 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 again, because of the DM portion of this, I think I just kind of like okay, subconsciously goes, weeded it. Some categories had more yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get Yeah, yeah. It's fair. It's thing. Um, the 3-6 matchup, uh, Pete Davidson's dating roster, uh, which really was Eli Manning and Kim Kardashian for most of this last year. <laughs> Um, going up against the six seed, Harry and Megan keep telling all that one I included. Cause I know people care. I have digested exactly zero content related to the Royals have very little understanding of it. So I may have poorly seeded this one. I'm, I think a six, I mean, as someone who has ingested every piece of content that I possibly could about the Royals, I still feel like Harry and Megan telling all, uh, I don't know, Jess, what do you, what's your gut saying? I mean, I think it should be higher than a six, but at the same time, they've they've told all and also said a lot of nothing. So yeah. it's hard. It's really hard to say. That's why I'm kind of okay with the six. Yeah, and that's why I appropriately included the word keep telling all, because to Jess's point, this has felt like an almost constant stream of telling all for a while now, going back to the Oprah interview. So Yeah, and yeah. Harry's book got mixed reviews, so We'll just leave it at that. All right. We will leave it at that. Uh, speaking of the Royals, the 4-5 matchup. Uh, the loss of Queen Elizabeth <laughs> versus the Selena versus and Haley Bieber drama. I'm sorry. I think the way you phrase it, loss of Queen Elizabeth, is one of the funnier things. 
I mean, it makes it feel like it could be in the sports region almost. (laughs) I I wanted to phrase it gently because as you guys know, the way things appear visually on the internet and what they actually are are very Mm -hmm. different. And I wanted to make sure that we appear respectful. It's okay. No one's going to understand what any of this means (laughs) once you post on the internet because it is so utterly just Uh, wild. Yeah. Um, But I I respect it. I'm going to go with the loss of that. A loss of Queen Elizabeth is going to be my my easy chalk pick for that region. Four yes. or five. That's a four beating a five. Recency bias, I think, is is why you ranked Selena and Haley Bieber out of five. I think we'll be over that in like two more weeks. Oh wait, you put you put Selena and Haley over Harry and Meghan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Recency oh bias. wow. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. Continue. A lot, a lot of recency and American bias going on in this list, as yeah. Jess has already pointed out. So I mean, that's the entirety of our bracket right there. So Justin overall, Bieber's Canadian, but okay. Nobody point. remembers that. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Well, uh, at Gojo Show on Twitter is where that'll be showing up, where the polls will be going out, and where you need to direct all the confused questions to, as I have done the world's worst job of explaining what is the world's most chaotic grid. Can we can we each pick one can we each pick our favorite thing on this bracket? Sure, absolutely. Charlotte, why don't you start? Um, and I don't mean like my favorite personal thing that happened, but my favorite thing that has made its way onto this bracket in terms of everything else that's on this bracket is Lizzo playing James Madison's crystal flute because of how tiny the font is as a complete sentence. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you on that. And it was also iconic. It was. It was incredible, and it made racists so mad. So I re- mad. I remember texting um, my friend Alex McDaniel, who was in the marching band at Ole Miss and now uh, works as an editor at For the Win, and she was my flute source. I was asking her what the significance of this, all this. I remember doing more flute research than I had ever done in my life. So. It's huge. It was a magic flute and a magic magical flute moment. A magic flute moment. You know, moment. now that I look at it, should be should be higher than a five, but... Moving on. Uh, Charlotte, did you have a favorite one that stuck out to you here? Oh, that one. You were just Lizzo. (laughs) Just all. I'm sorry. I was I was looking at Charlotte, and I meant to say Jess. My apologies. I I agree. I agree. It's the flute. Yeah, I'm I'm sold on the flute now. That's going to be my upset final four pick. Same, definitely. That might win my whole bracket. Porn kid and. And the flute battling it out for that semifinal position is going to be a tough one. Oh, <sighs> man. I really, I, w- I want to see if Top Gun Maverick has enough dad related gusto to take down the slap. I feel like that's a movie that everyone just freaking loved. I mean, I hadn't seen it and I watched it before the Oscars. And I was like, this <laughs> makes absolutely zero sense. Loved watching it, and I think my favorite part is that the the premise is that the world is about to blow up, and no one's like too concerned about that. They're more <laughs> concerned about like their flight paths. Like it's a it's a it's incredible. It's a deeply dudes rock movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. I've- <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's directly catered to me and people like me yeah. in that it is just big, loud, sweaty. Everyone's got mustaches. It's all <laughs> really top quality content. There's song involved in it too. Ten out of ten. Oh, no notes. oh yeah, there. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved I'm it. I'm just saying, now. like from a plot perspective, I was like, oh, oh, this yeah, is what this... people are losing their shit over. 
More Buddy. like bottom gun. <laughs> God damn it. Uh. <laughs> it's the most wonderful time of the year. March Madness getting ready to go in college basketball. And we got some of the best stars in the sport finally trying to close the deal. Zach Eady at Purdue trying to see if he can cap off an historic career with the championship. Much like his counterpart on the women's side and Caitlin Clark, who's been one of the biggest names in sports this entire year. And is looking to see if she can snag that elusive championship that's eluded her during her career. Regardless of who makes it to that final game of the tourney, though, one thing's for certain. It's going to take the most talented people like the two I just mentioned working together to help these teams play at a high level. If you're hiring, you want the most talented people on your team to help your business go to the next level. How do you find them? ZipRecruiter. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Gojo. ZipRecruiter uses matching technology to score excellent candidates for your job. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's powerful technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And once you review your list of the most qualified candidates for your job, you can easily invite your top choices to apply, so they're more likely to apply sooner. Pick ZipRecruiter to help you build a winning team. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Gojo. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Gojo. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Speaking of bottom gun, let's talk about the the New York Jets. Uh, Oh, God. um, we've, We've put it off long enough. At Gojo Show on Twitter is where more of that information about that bracket will come out. But in the meantime, I basically did that to put off having to talk about Aaron Rodgers for the millionth time again. Although yesterday reached a different point of toxic relationship that's like the i would accurately describe aaron Rodgers and the jets as a situationship right now right in relationship terms would that be where they'd fall well they certainly have not defined the relationship so i would say so i think they're going i think they're going facebook official today though it sounds like the announcement is imminent right oh yes as a well if he if he reveals all on pat mcavee's show right that was going to be my question. So for anyone that missed it, Pat McAfee teased that I think Wednesday at like 1.30 Eastern, him and Aaron <laughs> Rodgers are going live on their Instagram. Because everyone loved the first decision. Right. That was, I, it I was like the highest rated TV program like of all time. So not really, but it was a lot of people watched it. This is a great ratings move for Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. And the one thing we've learned throughout all of this is sneaky hot take. Aaron Rodgers, if he is your friend, might be the best friend on earth. (laughs) Because when you look at the moves that were made yesterday, the list of team or the list of free agents that Aaron Rodgers reportedly, according to ESPN's Diana Rossini, provided the Jets included one uh, wide receiver Alan Lazard, who was a free agent who was signed by the New York Jets, which I loved on ESPN.com. The listing for it on the headlines was source Jets reach deal with Rogers fave Lazard. Like if you were just <laughs> looking at it quickly, like, oh, the Rogers deal happened. Nope. It's Alan Lazard. And then the next headline was Aaron has supposedly supplied the Jets with a list of free agents. He'd like them to pursue and acquire, including Randall Cobb, Mercedes Lewis, and Odell Beckham Jr. Like, if this dude likes you, he's willing to actually follow through on some pretty important things to secure your happiness as well as his. Or Randall Cobb just has, like, so much blackmail on him. Because <laughs> we've already done this with Randall Cobb. Like, what? But I'm with you. Maybe, maybe they're just really good friends. Uh, at this point, though, it seems 
more than imminent. But if he did not play for the Jets and zigged or zagged, I guess, would be one of the funniest things of all time. Because then they're like, what do we do with Alan Lazard? (laughs) I also love thinking about like, what if he, what if Aaron Rodgers is sneaky is just the best friend ever and he's actually going to retire and just wants to be sure that his buddies get paid before he's like, I'm out. That's what I mean. Like, maybe this guy is just a brand of loyal that we haven't met. Because I also have a sneaking suspicion he's not going to announce this on McAfee's thing tomorrow. Like, I would not be stunned. I think he's trolling people. Like, this is why I'm like, I just, I can't do this again. Like, we did this all of last spring. And I was like, and and then he like re-signed with the Packers. And I was like, I'm not doing this ever again. And here we are doing it. And I'm like, I just can't do it anymore. This is what he lives for. He is an agent of chaos. He wants attention. He wants to. He wants people to think he's doing one thing and then completely do another. So yeah, I. I think uh, I wish. Do we have odds on whether he's actually going to announce it or not? Because I would take the. I would put money on his not There's doing. Probably anything. odds on whether he'll be on the Jets. Let me let me look them up. Stand by okay. for the DraftKings sportsbook odds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you please. have them, Mike? <laughs> I don't have them in front of me right now. No, um, I can't okay. filibuster while you look because Charlotte to your point I could see that being 45 minutes of Aaron Rodgers book club followed by him saying you know I'm still really taking some time to try and figure out what my future holds I really want everyone to respect my privacy during this time right now and go off on wax some wax poetical on some tangent about how people don't respect boundaries anymore yeah exactly and then announce it like (laughs) Thursday in a in a press release (laughs) The Jets' Super Bowl odds have apparently gone from plus two, uh, 2,500 to plus 1,400. So, <laughs> all right. I do appreciate that this has also introduced like different newsmakers into it because, like, Pat McAfee potentially breaking this news a day after Trey Wingo was the source for everybody <laughs> saying that the deal was done. Gotta have Chef. Like, I saw Schefter and Rappaport both on air during their respective free agency specials looking positively livid at the notion that they had been scooped. <laughs> I love that Trey Wingo's like on a golf course somewhere smoking a cigar, getting the getting Aaron Rodgers texts while Schefter's like pounding his fists on his desk. Uh, it's an inc- it's an incredible rivalry here. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I wonder what about this could end up being worth it. Like south of a Super Bowl, nothing would make this feel good for the Jets other than to be able to say they've got a legitimate quarterback on their roster for the first time probably since Brett Favre. Like that's about it. Yeah, and I don't see that happening. I even with Aaron Rodgers, I don't see the Jets winning a Super Bowl. Well, like no. I saw everyone making the jokes about how Aaron Rodgers always complained that he was never given weapons, and then he brings all of the same weapons that he had in Green Bay. <laughs> the one difference I would say is I feel like it's a bet on the Jets' defense being really good and being able to overcome that, and the fact that you already have Garrett Wilson there, who's you know the rookie first-round receiver that Aaron Rodgers never got to have while he was with Green Bay, mm-hmm. so that might be and the only probably thing. a decent run game and better offensive line, hopefully. I don't know, but they're going to have to give up so much because his contract is so expensive, right? Like yeah, they don't I have guess a lot of flexibility with moving the money around once they sign him. Yeah, that, this, I think that's the one thing that also keeps getting really messy is like the Packers are going to eat a monster cap hit. The Jets are going <laughs> to yeah. have to move a bunch of capital to get him. 
and they're apparently going to have to keep waiting in order to do this. This is turned into like, if like from a content standpoint, I know we all love that the fact that there's like big quarterback dues all the time, but the fact that it's just Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson on repeat <laughs> oh, in perpetuity God. has been right. kind of miserable. Yeah, we, um, we didn't get to talk about Jimmy G at all. Like nothing interesting happened there. Just quietly signed somewhere else, and we didn't get to, no gossip. It's we were robbed of that. It's just sad. Like, why couldn't we have gossiped about other quarterbacks for a little bit? One thing I will say that could be if Aaron Rodgers has to keep making noise, Aaron Rodgers in New York City is something that I will be absolutely fascinated to see. Like, does he choose to live in Jersey near the practice facility? Like, does he move to Brooklyn to try to, like, be cool? Does he just get a, like, huge place in Manhattan? I think that... Like, what restaurants is he going to go to? I think that the the Aaron Rodgers in New York City content um, could be, and, like, in the New York Post and New York Daily News, could could almost make it worth it. Do you think if Aaron Rod, if they sign Odell Beckham Jr. for Aaron Rodgers, do you think those two would be, like, friends? Because if you're Aaron Rodgers trying to assimilate into New York, Odell feels like a decent guy to follow just because already knows it really well, is a guy that got so famous that he would get invited to the Met Gala, which I just learned was a charity event the other day. I just thought it was a <laughs> place where rich people got dressed up to go be fancy I mean, together. is it a charity it's, event? It's That's, a charity I think, up event. For, up for debate when, like, you spend a bajillion dollars going to it right i mean it's like quote or for a on. museum right i don't know yeah, i guess that's the other thing like it's a charity event for the metropolitan museum of art which seems like it's got plenty of money and support so i still think i'm spiritually right in my read of the situation but <laughs> either way like odell beckham jr was famous enough to go there and like aaron Rodgers hanging out with odell does seem like sort of Eli Manning and Pete Davidson-esque content. You think it like gives him social capital in New York City? I think he might think that. Mm. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know how much social capital Odell has among fans in New York City. Maybe he does. I don't know. I, I, If we get Aaron Rodgers at the Met Ball, that's all I've ever asked for in this career. So, you know, I hope it happens. I think the theme this year is um, Carl Lagerfield. So. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, Lots my God. Aaron Rodgers and Chanel like. injected yeah. into my veins. <laughs> Wait, what is the theme? The longtime designer of Chanel, designer. Carl Lagerfeld. I only I only know this because it was floated as a Lebetard show bit a few weeks ago, so I looked it up. This is not something that I keep tabs on. Just it is something it I there. keep tabs on, so I'm sorry I didn't know this already. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I heard all these rumors that apparently Anna Wintour was kind of shortening up the guest list this time around. Yeah, Gonna no Kardashians, some- I read. No yeah. way. Where are you guys I, reading? How am I, I not just read to know about this? this like four days ago? This sh- this is going to be on next year's things that happen bracket. I think. <laughs> oh my god! Snubs at the Met Gala. Snubs at the Met Gala. Can you for- can you text me those <laughs> articles, please? I can't. Bl- literally, can't believe I've missed this. Charlotte legitimately slighted that she's been scooped. She just feels how myself. Adam, she just feels how Shefty and uh, Rappaport had to feel. Yes, I do. Now that Trey Wingo has scooped them. Whether you're hosting game day or movie night, DiGiorno knows that planning a watch party on a budget isn't easy. You need the perfect setting, the perfect squad, 
and the perfect eats. Luckily, you're a Game Time Mastermind, and you know that grabbing DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza can bring home a dub, because it's packed with half a pound of cheese, sauce, and other toppings, and comes at an incredible price. Make the game-winning call and grab a DiGiorno Classic Crust Pizza from the grocery store today. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. Um, Lamar, the Lamar Jackson portion of news, by the way, that I referenced, I guess I should tell people, uh, Adam, there was a like aggregated article of Adam Schefter on his podcast that apparently he had a quote from him saying, Chris Mortensen and I reported last September when Lamar Jackson was offered a deal that he turned down the deal that included at the time he was offered 133 million do it signing. Um, 133 guaranteed. The contract had injury guarantees up to 175 million, and then had a springing guarantee that could have brought the value to that contract guaranteed to 200 million in guarantees. And claimed that those are the numbers. Lamar Jackson, who again is negotiating for himself, quote tweeted this article with a gif or a clip of a guy wearing a bunch of hats, basically like a cap emoji. And then followed it up with a tweet that said 133 for 133 million with the side eye, but I need an agent. So I think that constitutes a public denial of this. I don't know. Jess, what was yeah. your read on that? My read was, well, I think he then later denied it. Didn't he? On Twitter? I don't know. Anyways, yes, I read it as a denial. And I also read, read the entire situation as like him not having an agent is not uh conducive to the way that like the Adam Schefters and Chris Mortensons of the world get a lot of their contract information. So there is probably a lot of misinformation out there and it would be in the best interest of the Ravens to put out like, look how much money we offered him and he didn't want it. Like we, you know, we were right there and, and he said, no, and, like he's, he's the one that's the problem, not us. So I kind of take any of it with a grain of salt because I don't know who, is putting anything out there on Lamar's side other than him on his own Twitter account. So you kind of have to just be a little skeptical when you're reading, you know, exact dollars and cents because we don't exactly know who's saying that or if it's accurate at all. Yeah, I would probably agree. I would err on the side of thinking all of this is coming from the Ravens camp who have basically tried to take this whole process and put it into the court of a public public opinion, Charlotte, like between the non-exclusive tag that basically says other people are going to no negotiate for us and then information like this that's we've heard some version of before too. Like this isn't totally new information. The idea of what he's been offered along the way that all just seems to want to go back into that trope of look at how greedy the player is being. Right. Look at how much he is asking for when what he's like, if you look at what he's been offered. So, and again, I want to be careful not to frame this as I'm saying anything negative about Lamar Jackson, because I support him in this pursuit. But 133 million, if that were fully guaranteed, would be the second most fully guaranteed money in an NFL deal behind Deshaun Watson's fully guaranteed 230. If it were 175 million with the injury guarantees built in, that would also be second only to Deshaun Watson in terms of total guarantees. And if it were 200 million over three years, that would be 66 million dollars a year, which would be by far the most in terms of average annual value of any quarterback. And so Lamar denying that feels important because the Ravens are trying to say we would have had him set records in multiple ways in this deal if he'd accepted it. Right, which is why I think what you guys are both saying about being skeptical about where this information is coming from and the exact numbers 
is super important because right now he's outside of the cog of that machine, effectively, having not gotten to deal with them yet. And so I don't know. I I also, I'm going to be honest. I find the whole thing extremely confusing. Like, I think I read his tweet like five times trying, like, I, I, I don't, I'm sort of like, explain it to me like I'm five, because at this point, I feel like I've heard the same thing over and over to the point where I'm like, is this the same thing? Or is this something new? And am I dumb? Or is the situation just like both exactly the same and very confusing? Well, I think it's an unprecedented situation because of how young he is, the fact that he's won an MVP. And I think the injuries that he's had over the past couple seasons make it a little bit more complicated than if he had been healthy and, you know, won a playoff game this season or something like that. I think it's a little complicated. I think the non-exclusive franchise tag is also makes it confusing because there's picks and then someone can match it. But if they match it, they probably have to clear cap space. And then, you know, the Ravens can still have him if you know it's just like it is a little bit confusing charlotte um just like the way that it's structured but i think it's also it's also just because of the type of player he is and where he's at in his career it's it's so rare for a player that young to be as successful and as accomplished as he's been and to essentially be a free agent right now is bizarre right that they that the team wouldn't have already locked him down and figured it out Right, which I think, like, I don't know about you, Mike, but I think, like, that is the major indictment you can make on the Ravens is, like, why didn't you guys take care of this before the Watson deal? Like, everyone knew Watson. I mean, I don't think people expected $230 million guaranteed because it was so unprecedented, and it did set a precedent that none of the owners want to follow. And, and you can argue about, like, whether or not they're colluding to keep the wages for subsequent quarterback deals down that's certainly something I saw people alleging on Twitter last week but um I mean people knew Deshaun Watson was going to get a big deal even despite all of the accusations made against him of sexual misconduct so the fact that they didn't try to figure anything out and maybe they did and Lamar knew he was going to get a big number so he waited I'm not exactly sure the timeline there but um they knew they knew they wanted to be the franchise quarterback right why not lock that up sooner I agree I've said that because Deshaun or Lamar Jackson became eligible for an extension after the 2020 season. So after your third year on your rookie deal, you can start to negotiate a long-term extension. And he had won the MVP in 2019. They had gone out and I believe won a playoff game in 2020. And so coming off that, I don't know what about that process would have meant you go, oh yeah, you know, we don't want to get this done now because we've seen signing your quarterback early to Jess's point when you know you want him around ends up being good business because then you have that money allocated and you can figure out how you're going to spend around that piece instead of going yeah. fast backwards and you like can, you are now. you can backload it, you can frontload it, like you can build a roster around it and know what you need. Like you have more flexibility and like you've seen like the Chiefs gave Pat Mahomes a massive contract a couple years ago that already looks like a bargain for him and how talented he is because they knew and they they did it you know early part of me thinks too though like the 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 most cynical read on this is that the Ravens thought you know oh well like Lamar is I mean he he's been negotiating for himself this whole time with his mom right like he I, I could see them thinking like oh having the hubris to think that they would have the upper hand in any negotiation so maybe they could figure it out down the line at an even better deal, even though 
at this point, they would have saved money just by, as Jess said, given Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes this deal. So I don't know. I can see this being some organizational, um, you know, God puppet string thinking as well. Well, and that's, I think, the frustrating part for a lot of people with this particular organization is the Ravens are seen as a very competent organization. And right. Eric DaCosta, with the influence of Ozzie Newsome beforehand and all these things, were supposed to make a group that was pretty smart. And smart would have been, like we talked about, sign him earlier, avoid all these other contracts. That, like, if you sign him in 2020, the Deshaun Watson contract is but a glimmer in someone's eye at that point. Like none of that's transpired in any way. And so you wouldn't have been buried by all these subsequent contracts that now have just raised the cost of doing business. So I, I, I am frustrated by that from the Raven side of things. It feels like just based on how this is going and kind of stuff like this leaking out feels like there's no way he's going to go back there. Like I, I, I know he doesn't have a ton of recourse in that because they can match the offer sheet, but I just feel like it's gotten complicated to the point where I don't know how, especially when you're negotiating with a player, you guys all walk back in the building and pretend like shit's cool after this. I mean, I think it, it felt that way when he was putting out his injury status on Twitter around yeah. the end of the season and seemed like he was trying to control a narrative that he didn't like when the coaching staff was like, we don't like, we don't know. Um, and they didn't really sound like they had his back in that instance. And that's kind of when I was like, Oh, I don't know if they're going to be able to make amends, but with the right amount of money, I think they do. And it just remains to be seen if that amount of money is going to come from the Ravens or not. It just, it doesn't like with the non-exclusive franchise tag, I think I read that only one player has ever signed with their original team in the last like 20 years with the non-exclusive tag. Is that, wow. Is that right? Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's really only been a handful of players that this has even happened to. And yeah, just to your earlier point, none of them have been a 26 year old former MVP. That's the <laughs> yeah. part of this that just keeps fucking up the math at every turn. So that one feels like it's got a lot more time to go before we're going to figure out any resolution. The Aaron Rodgers one, mercifully, hopefully, as you're listening to this today, will <laughs> be over. Can't even, I, I hope it's can't over. Even. I hope it's past 1.30 p.m. on Wednesday, and we all know what the deal is. And you can tell us to just chill out, and we're all going to have a resolution. Uh, yeah, I think I, he's going to troll everyone. He's going to wear like Packers socks or something, and it's going to be a whole thing. Oh, you've seen him going back and forth tweeting with Razul Douglas about him having his phone number. Like, it's all just been this giant bit of, like, I'm going to fuck with everybody and enjoy milking this while I get a team that I'm not even technically signed with to go out here and sign my best buds. I mean, him trolling really the Jets insane. would be the best troll of all. Oh, God. I mean, to get everyone thinking you're just going to pull the Brett Favre and be like, come on, of course I wouldn't do that. I'm going to go out on completely different terms. Jess, I completely agree. Would be the funniest outcome of this by far, even if I'm it would drive that. That would be the Jets Joker turn. It would be so, I mean, they they already are the Joker, right? Like that would be so Jets of them. Honestly, what would be even more Jets is like he signs with the Jets or is treated with the Jets and then like gets an ACL tear or something like <laughs> Jets fans can't have nice things right no they can't and they won't but it remains to be see how exactly they won't because somehow all of this is not gonna go well uh the world's yeah you mean the world's most toxic situationship won't somehow go well <laughs> right I, right who would have thought it's a number five seed in the 
things that happen. <laughs> so we, we need to start <laughs> right keeping track of these Davidson. for next year. Yeah. I think we should just do a things that happen weekly bracket. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. There we go. That'll I be do that. love that. And then you yeah. really have to start like dredging the bot because like not that much stuff happens. So you're like, I had one of the better pizzas of my year so far. And that is competing against like Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. And then Aaron Rodgers and the Jets wins every time. As insane as that bracket was um, for the Gojo show, Mike, it was still better than the one that I filled out on the ESPN bracket challenge earlier today because it was my my brackets are both just steaming piles of dog crap. I'm not going to win anything. So you've already conceded the dumpster fire emoji for your bracket I at this point. I literally hate them. And I, as I was filling out the women's bracket, I was like, wow, this year, this has been one of the craziest women's college basketball seasons. Like all of the number one seeds, except for South Carolina, were more or less up for debate. And I was like, this is going to like, I'm going to have a four seed in the final four. And then I was finished and it was like two ones, <laughs> Iowa and UConn, which are both twos. And I was like, I'm stupid. Like, how does this always happen to me? <laughs> I think... I need to look at. I already forget. I actually filled mine out on time, oh, and now I can't and then remember. The other thing that that was great was I filled mine out, and I put. I I was like, oh, Houston's a one seat. I don't watch that much men's college basketball. I mostly just watch women, so I don't keep track with it. But I was like, oh, Houston, like they're they're gonna get upset. Like, come on. So they're like, you know, I have them out in like the Sweet Sixteen, and then I go on like DraftKings, and they're like plus five fifty. They have the best odds to win the national championship, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> I did a good job. Yeah, but that's how these bra- that's that's the best way to fill out a bracket is you the the less you know the better right. chance you have you have exactly. to I mean and Jess at least for you there too like Marcus Sasso their best player was injured during their conference tournament and not, might See, not be ready good to go to know. so good that's good to know thank you for that I can't we well if it makes you feel any better I can't even find how to access my brackets so mm-hmm. I'm just bopping you around and, on the you app. and Golic Senior should start your own bracket challenge for the. <laughs> You mail it to him in like USPS. And- oh, I found it. Oh, okay. but it says you I got, didn't fill it out. Get, get it in two months. You guys can <laughs> score I wish it someone would just. <laughs> I wish someone would just print, print it, out. it out for me. Yeah. By the way, this is a great reminder for everybody to head over to the uh, NCAA's bracket website where we've got our Gojo Podcast bracket challenge. As of this recording, there's 127 people that have joined up for our bracket wow. challenge. Um, yeah. I am incredibly original and have picked Kansas to go back to back and repeat as national champion. You can't champions. do that. That's like one of the only rules of making a bracket. You can't have a back to back champion winning it. I per- I specifically took them out of my national championship game because I was like they can't win it two years in a row. Oh, see, even though I root I root for the funniest option because again Kansas I know. Is a gigantic Duke, money cannon. Fuck you to no, the NCAA. Duke is my winning would be thing. funny. I think Duke winning as a five seed without Coach K would be hysterical. After we were all Ooh. like Duke is dead last year. <laughs> I I do want. I do want Duke to make a deep run to test because I've heard like Bamani and a bunch of people talk about how college basketball is kind of in a weird spot now where it doesn't feel like Mm -hmm. nearly as many people care even about the tournament as they used to. And you can talk about, you know, player movement or the graduation of a lot of these old coaches like Coach K, like Jay Wright and the like there. But it's still like we've got the opportunity, I think, excuse me, 
for the perfect test case here because Kyle Filipowski is a seven-foot white stud who plays for Duke, and he seems like the exact kind of player that if he has success, the public will rally around disliking yeah. because he is the exact parrot. Like he's the exact paradigm that Duke is always the worst with. person ever. I heard this. Okay, Dominique was talking about this on his podcast this week too, and I heard the exact same example, which is hilarious. That like. America wants to hate him, but we just don't know him very well. And everyone knows that if we knew him, we would hate him, but we just don't know him. It's it's incredible. And everyone needs him to be good enough so that he becomes the villain everybody is craving. Right. It'll that's happen. All, that's I still can't. Take- They're playing really well right now. I can't open my bracket, so I don't remember any of my picks. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to revisit this if I can ever log into any of my apps. That is always my take, though, what you just brought up, which is, and I listened to Dominique's podcast, too, and I kind of brought that point over here from there, so thanks. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Podcast section. Shout out out to Dominique. He's the best. Culture, a culture maker. Um, But no, I always maintain my, and this is a take that I've had going back years, which is I only want upsets really on the first weekend. Because unless you're going to be a team like a George Mason who's capable of actually going and like playing up to the competition, what generally ends up happening is you have a couple of teams just stub their toe in the first round, and then you end up getting a bunch of shitty teams that show up in the Sweet 16 and Elite 8 when we've got fewer basketball games. And so then you're getting bad basketball games at a time where you need better ones, and we don't know anything about these people enough to hate them, and we need people that are going to make us feel something. And so that's why I tend to root for more of the known commodities to make it through because we need to know who the bad guy is sometime, even if it's us hating the fact that it's these traditional blue bloods that are dominating. But Mike, the St. Peter's, they made it through. They were good enough until they absolutely I sucked. Forgot about them. That was the I greatest moment. I got so obsessed with that team. <laughs> the Peacock. Was that? <laughs> that was last year. I was went to their I went to their not. home. I went to their home the rally. It should have been it should have been in the bracket. It should have been. I that went to their not in 2022. In Are you serious? City. What? We're all That's Googling the cr- it. Right <laughs> I'm actually Googling it because I don't believe you. That feels it was like last it happened year? seven years ago. No, it was last year and they made it through. They beat was Sister Purdue. Jean also last year? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so was Dunk City. <laughs> we need, yeah. that's what we need to do we need to have a bracket of every bracket buster that's been in the last like 25 years you of do Ooh, i like the florida gulf coast <laughs> how would be you umbc yeah umbc's got to be a one seed right yeah definitely embrace debate oh <laughs> my god yeah, I, I, the general the general conversation around March Madness is interesting. I'm still jacked up for this weekend. So again, if Charlotte can ever find her bracket, we'll have her back on here to explain her. Picks. I think I have. Oh, I remember who I have. No, I don't. I know I had the. <laughs> don't worry about it. I think I have Virginia winning the men's, and I think I went. I think I went pretty chalk and and went South Carolina. If Virginia. For the women. If Virginia wins the men's college basketball <laughs> national championship this year, it's going to be the worst tournament ever because I have them winning in my bracket. Do I you told really? you it's the it's the worst bracket I've ever made yeah. for the men's NCAA tournament. It is a heaping pile of trash. I believe Jess. I th- I think I think there's I think we're saying there's a chance. 
Oh, don't get me wrong. There's absolutely a chance. They are good enough. We've seen them do yeah, it before Yeah, but the final recently. score will be like 49 to 51 or something. It's Yeah, just dads no across America are going to be like, see, defense wins championships, and then everyone's going to just want uh, to crawl that, into a hole. That style of basketball is the scourge of the earth. I'm sorry. So Shot I, clock violations, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I do remember actually being at a Virginia home game and listening to the crowd erupt for shot clock violations. <laughs> it's it a real thing. Fast. It's a real thing. Uh, oh, no. The, the freaks come out at night. Um, the thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. That means as we lurch towards March Madness, you can try and figure out who's going to win this whole thing. On the men's side, teams like UConn, Houston, and Purdue. On the women's side, South Carolina, Stanford, the Lady Irish in Notre Dame, or maybe Caitlin Clark's Iowa Hawkeyes finally get over the hump. Make the decision for yourself and head over and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code GOJO when you do. New customers can bet 5 bucks and get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code GOJO, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, that's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, um, guys, I think it's time we round this thing out here again. Unfortunately, Brandon Newman is not with us for this, that, and the third. Three quick stories to end the day where normally Brandon would sing us into this one. Charlotte, do you want no? Do you shake Nobody your head wants no? that. It's just not going to sound good. I know. It's really a Brandon thing. It's very unique to him. And so we will honor him in this moment. Um, and- Put it in post. <gasps> oh wow! Oh my god! No way he wow. hit it with that timing. Do you no know? No way. Were you listening secretly? Oh. Same old boy, same sweet girl. <laughs> Nine years down the road. Brandon's here. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! You can't leave her behind. Son, I know you don't want her to go, but one day you'll change your mind. And Johnny said, take Timmy Thompson, take Johnny Johnson, take my best friend, Bo. Take any boy that you want as long as she don't go. Take any boy in the world. Daddy, please. This, that, and the third. Uh, we got there. There he is. That's how you announce your presence wow. with authority, Brandon. Uh, speak softly wow. and carry that song. Uh, if, <laughs> if you enjoyed that, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review Gojo. Leave us a five-star rating and uh, tell Brandon to pick up country music more in his spare time in addition to stand-up. Um, Let's uh, mercifully end the most chaotic podcast you will listen to all week. With this, that, and the third, three quick stories to finish the day. This one comes courtesy of our good friend Dan Orlovsky, who in a Twitter exchange with 
Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey over the notion of towels. Marlon Humphrey went on Twitter to ask why nobody had invented a full body blower to dry him off without towels. Now, <laughs> what is the, is the Sorry, phrase? A fair full, question. Is the is the phrase full, full body, body blower? Got me. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I have a I have a reputation on this podcast, so I knew not to laugh, but Charlotte did. So I did. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Jesus Christ! So wait, you guys are out on towels, or just in on the notion of full body blower? Um, <laughs> it's like it's like a car wash dryer for your body, I guess. Right? It just right, seems right. like it would be painful for it to get you dry enough. It'd probably have to be very. I think high pressure. Yeah, I also think it would be a very humbling experience to have your whole body just sort of wiggling in the <laughs> flapping in the blower. I don't know that I want that. Oh, yeah, no God. thanks. No thanks. Yeah, I like towels. Some, Team towels. As someone who gets uh, self-conscious jumping because uh, of all my extra uh, body flesh, like I don't know if the towel would be a good look, just to look like a Sharpay in there. I do love... I, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I feel like if you introduce a little bit of heat, you don't have to have that much power on the blower. Because, like, I've sat in a sauna after uh, being like a not a one of those with the coals, like one of the like um, convection sauna, yeah, a convection sauna, (laughs) sauna. Yeah, we we got you. I think there's a lot of reasons to answer his question. I think there's a lot of reasons this hasn't been created yet. But what's the number one reason, Jess? All of the things that we just discussed. <laughs> All right. Well, outside of dryers are pretty hot. Yeah. Too hot. Yeah. And they sometimes burn your head. Yeah. That is true. All right. Well, while we keep workshopping that, the exchange of this that was actually <laughs> strange and problematic was Dan Orlovsky's response, where he called Marlon Humphrey weird. Marlon Humphrey responded by asking if he liked towels. And Dan's qu- question response was, how many times do you use a towel post-shower until you throw it in the laundry? I'm 30 times or so till it goes in. And no, I agree the air better be hot. Well, on the on the fake machine, Dan, fake blower, yeah. Dan Orlovsky is a grown times. man with four kids who believes you should use the same towel thirty times before washing it. Do we think he's like a three shower a day person? Like I assume he he I probably still like does workouts and stuff because you know like yeah, but even then, even still down. like. You know what? I think I know what's going on here. I think he might have galaxy brained himself into thinking that because he just took a shower, so he's clean when he gets out of the shower, the, the towels can't clean. get that dirty so he can use it a lot of times, which is my actual nightmare. I am I am a like I don't know, what's the normal amount? Like seven, six, five? I don't even I I don't even know now. It's like whenever I start being like, This feels gross, I wash the towel. <laughs> yeah, which is usually after crunchy? like a week or so, right? Yeah. Like 10 days. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends. I, I assume Dan Orlovsky lives in a very nice house. But like when I used to live in an apartment without a uh, washer dryer, I could see going like two weeks yeah. maximum. But that seems okay. like the outer limit. Not to make this a two Americas thing, but what did Marlon Humphreys respond? Because I would think it's a stigma that uh, a certain demographic just doesn't do that. Like I went over a friend's house one time and I was asking for a towel 
and the towels he offered up was one of the used ones that he no. uses. Stop and it. I didn't find that out until after I oh. like put a wet towel to my skin. And that was it was a <sighs> Caucasian male who had this offense. So I obviously I've said as everybody from Connecticut would probably uh, would you know treated towels with Mike, such a lack of care. Is I would, it you? I would never offer one of my friends my towel. I always get my friends fresh towels. I 100% own, agree. I own so many towels because I like clean towels so much so that even if I don't feel like washing them, I can have, you just buy more towels. Marlon towels- Humphrey, for the record, said 30 times with like the laughing emoji with the sweat <laughs> beating down its forehead. <laughs> okay, I honestly don't know, but not that many, LOL. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's a great a answer. That's the only appropriate answer. There's also One a lot of quote tweets. This is reminding me of the Trey Wingo steak situation because of how many quote tweets it's getting now. And Brian Floyd, uh, who Charlotte and I used to work with, he quote tweeted and said, towel seasoned like a cast iron skillet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all time. I mean, that is gross. Can we just all agree? Like, that's yeah, really, really gross. Like, all I can think of is how dirty Dan Arlovsky is under those suits when I see him on TV now. <laughs> that's all I can think of. He's got all these incredible suits that are just covered with mold. Oh God! Oh, it feels just, like one of those things, though, where like you when you, that. yeah, it feels like one of those things where you think it's normal and you think everyone's going to be like, yeah, for sure, and then which it might not shock you to find has happened to me many times, just not with like personal hygiene situations. This is like when Michael Parsons yeah. openly admitted to having a foot fetish during that interview in Super Bowl week. Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> People Wait. admit really weird things about their personal hygiene on Twitter like once a month and it goes viral and it usually is a to America's thing, Brandon. Yeah. And like it's always just embarrassing. Like do you, you don't the have one- to post this on Twitter, yes. Dan. Do you remember the one where it was like about whether people wash their legs or not? Course. Oh, or you just let the water yeah, drip it. down. Yeah. That's- there's also there's, mm. there's also been like a washcloth debate. A, a yeah. I just debate. don't. Rags, this is yes. this is why I'm tweeting less in general. The wash. <laughs> you think you'd be on the wrong though. side of it because Charlotte. No, that might be a confession in itself. No, because I don't want to say any. Because I am not Silence trying to like tweet about my personal. Of dirty white. I'm people. not trying to enter Silence into any is, of these conversations. You agree with Dan Orlovsky. Oh, this is say you disagree I'm with Dan Orlovsky. I'm closing right my now. computer. Say you disagree. I disagree. I did. Don't make me do this. This is Bumby but I do. I She's do want to shoot Dan some Wow! I, I already said it's gross. <laughs> Listen, I, oh, I appreciate I Dan speaking out loud what he thinks is normal because that's the only way you grow up. Is you have to be. I've talked about this on you the have podcast to get before. A little bit. Being shamed into recognizing that you do something weird. I, I was I was with my father last weekend, and I was like, "Dad, you ever eat something good?" And had the last bite, but it was so good you forget. And then you go and realize the bite is gone and get really upset. He's like, no, son. I've never <laughs> had it happen. <laughs> no, son. What? Okay. Yeah, no, I can't say I have either. Except I think the problem with Dan is like he doesn't feel shame because he does this all the time. Whether it's uh, like, yeah. ew, like soy sauce is spicy or like, I don't wash my towels. Like he's always doing something like this. I just don't think this man is governed by shame. I like to season this chicken with my breath. <laughs> hey, on, on a version of this podcast that wasn't recorded, Jess, you had a great point. His wife, I think, I think his wife may be boycotting uh, washing any of his garments. I know my wife has a long time ago, and uh, <laughs> I had to learn that, like, 
with kids, I realized I need more towels because like you just you need to get the shit off of you. And, t- and like, <laughs> who, how do you feel about towels? Like, that's such a weird question in itself. You, we should have known it was going to get weird. after. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about towels? Uh, yes. It was interesting all around. I love Dan Orlovsky to death, but man. Dan, you say some very strange things on the internet, and we but thank never you for use it. any of the hand towels in his house if he invites you over. I was just gonna say, every, God the only next knows how often those go, get washed. The next person who goes to Dan's house is just gonna be looking at every towel like it's a character in a horror movie. Seriously, I think I just changed my towels like two days ago, and now I'm gonna go get a new one. I'm gonna say everyone, li- everyone Char- listening to this. Do you throw this. away towels when you're done yes. using them, Charlotte? No. <laughs> I'm so anal about towels that I'm ruining okay, the so environment. Is, so is my grandma. She has like a really weird thing with towels. Like I'll go on vacation with her, and she'll actually like pack an entire suitcase full of towels, and she'll use like ten per shower. And I'm like, something That's is awesome. not sitting right with me. Towels <laughs> from it. home on vacation. She's got a weird. She washes them every day. It's it's totally bizarre. I honestly like. It's really strange. Yeah, I don't know what her deal is. Maybe Charlotte can enlighten us though, because it seems like they have some. I get habits. it. I just like a clean towel. <laughs> I got my towel. I bag. like a clean towel that I know where it came from. I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, I like to see no my towel farm the table. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! At Gojo Show on Twitter, uh, just sustainable towels. Yeah, support sustainable towels. Um, <laughs> let's get to that, guys. Um, God, this feels like comparatively lesser. It's just a headline I wanted to read, mostly for one sentence. Apparently, Manny Pacquiao announced that he is getting ready to fight again. Um, I don't have any details about who or why, but I know Manny Pacquiao is forty-four years old. And is engaged in talks to fight. Oh, it was a welterweight fight against the UK star Connor Ben. The reason I found this interesting is because Manny Pacquiao retired from fighting in 2001. Apparently to go off and run for president of the Philippines, where he respectfully finished in third place. And so after that felt like his retirement was due to wanting to run for president. So now wants to come back for boxing. So... Is running for president and losing now going to be another avenue towards celebrity boxing partners for the Paul brothers? Because that feels like destiny. Oh, God, don't speak that even into the universe. I'm just thinking of like, is like Bernie Sanders going to become a celebrity boxer? Like how many, like which from our last election cycle, who can we put in a celebrity boxing ring? I feel like he'd do it for charity, to be honest. For sure. Absolutely would. Oh, I, I feel like I feel like Jeb Bush would be out there just to get some heat again. You know, <laughs> just wants to feel like he's just, back in the shit. He wants people yeah. to clap for him. He just the thing about it. politicians is that they love attention, so we could probably make this True. happen. And, and yes, Didn't I think the Paul brothers would be a prime candidate for doing both things. Ooh, yeah, now Jake Paul versus Pete Buttigieg. Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs> I messed it up so bad. Jake. Didn't Manny Pacquiao come back already though once? He yeah he he attempted to or like but four th- times. So he was supposed to. Um, so he retired after he suffered a unanimous decision loss, um, and then apparently yeah retired in two thousand one. Was supposed to come back for another fight that didn't work out, and now oh, he's okay. going to do this one. Um, okay. I don't know what it is with these all-time athletes in their mid-40s who just refuse to go and find some other hobby. You're bad at all the new hobbies, though. You got to go back to the one you're good at. 
Dan Orlovsky's retirement hobby is saying bizarre shit on Twitter. Yeah. Just to go back to that for a second. Right. Age gracefully <laughs> into that role in your life, Manny Pacquiao. Um, so we'll wait and see if any more former presidential candidates decide to get into the ring. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> we'll finish up with the third. Um, this one is basically of interest to me and only me. The Taylor Swift Eras Tour kicks off this weekend in Glendale, Arizona, which has, for just the weekend, changed the name of its city for Taylor Swift. It is now Swift City for the weekend. I was going to say we should guess what it is, but that's worse than anything I would have guessed. Swift City? So the other names that were in the running were Swiftdale, Taylordale, the city of Taylor Swift, Taylor Nation, and Taylortown. (laughs) Which I feel like Swiftdale is by far the best. Which one? What is that Which movie? One? Glenn Swiftdale. Glenn Gary. Glenn, Glenn Ross. Glenn, 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 Glenn Taylor. Glenn Ross. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Town is clearly the number one option. Yeah, I, Taylor I Town's like, way better. I like Swiftdale. I don't understand what's going on here. Did they legally do something, or did they just tweet this? No, they legally did something. My fam- my sister and her husband, my parents all live in Scottsdale, and they said they did this on the news. And it was like the 65-year-old white mayor of Glendale reading very matter-of-factly a bunch of baked-in Taylor Swift lyrics in the announcement that the town's name wow. was being changed for the weekend. That's awesome. <laughs> there was a town in Pennsylvania once. I need to remember what this was that changed the name of their town to something as part of like a viral marketing stunt. I think it was Altoona. Oh, I'm going to look oh. this up because I actually might that I think Taylor Swift is from around that area, but they did this a few years ago and now this is like a thing. And I have a vague memory of that. I couldn't tell you what it was, but I know what you're talking about. I honestly am stunned. Oh, I forgot like, to mention Swift Apopolis. I would have gone for Taylor McTaylor face, but I'm just a fan of the classics. Uh, uh, Taylor McTaylordale? <laughs> they named, okay, Altoona named uh, itself Palm Wonderful Presents the Greatest Movie Ever Sold in exchange for $25,000 as part of a marketing gimmick for a movie of the same name in 2011. Wait, they that sold their like city's low. name for just twenty-five grand? $25,000, yes. Adjusted for inflation. Oh, it's like one of those things. Like, wait a minute, how much is a billboard? <laughs> Do we think what the field change? is going to be more messed up after the Super Bowl or after the Taylor Swift concert? Oh, wow. I can tell you That's this: stadium. there would be more anger over Taylor slipping on that grass than there was over any element of the Super Bowl. Dude, definitely you're not wrong. You saw what her fans did to Ticketmaster. God only knows what they'll do to the sod father. <laughs> I feel like the sod father did a good job of getting himself on the right I side know, of history. I know. We need to we need to respect George Toma's name because he did nothing wrong. George Toma did nothing wrong. That man is innocent. I know. Taylor only Swift two fans. of you answer because I know we're trying to get out of here. What would you how would you use your name incorporated to your hometown? Well, there's the city of Charlotte. Oh, yeah. So, they've already, I mean. Okay. uh, She kind of wins, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I feel like Smetana really lends itself well to city names. Like, Smetanaville easily rolls off the tom. You think? Because no one can pronounce my last name correctly. Smetanopolis? Smettyville. 
Smittyville. <laughs> you know my name means sour cream in Czech? I know Charlotte knows that, but... What? Yeah. That is a development. <laughs> that is the perfect place to end this podcast. If you enjoy sour cream and podcasting, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review. Gojo, Golik and Smetty, and all of the other various podcasts Jessica's involved with wherever you get your podcast. Leave them all five-star ratings and reviews and check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow, baby. Boom. Money in the bank. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.